Good morning. Welcome to Living in the Time. Living as Sojourners in the Time of Coronavirus. Sorry, we're a few minutes behind this morning uh, getting on, but uh, here we are. And uh, I hope this is proving beneficial to you. Um, here we are towards the end of the second week of stay at home order and uh, getting close to the end of chapter two. And we're just taking it a few verses at a time. As uh, we begin this morning, I'm going to open us up in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we just thank you that technology is there to come together before you, to be in your word. And uh, we just ask that uh, as we are here, that your presence would be real to us. We had sensed that you are here, that your peace is with us, your joy is with us, your hope is with us. Uh, that we hear you speaking to us and know that uh, as we speak to you, our prayers are heard. And Lord, uh, sometimes in the midst of trauma and suffering and uncertainty, it's hard to come to you. But Lord, we want to push through. We want to come to you and trust in you fully this morning. Just thank you for this time once again. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, it's good to see you all today. Uh, as I said, we are coming towards the end of chapter 2. We are in verse 18. And uh, this is kind of a continuation of, of yesterday. Well, not kind of. It is a continuation of the thought from yesterday. And tomorrow will be a continuation of today's thought and so on. Because uh, as it is with most letters that in, in the Bible, uh, they're, they're really one long stream of thoughts for the most part. One purpose. And uh, it's interesting, we started a little late this morning, and uh, the reality is is that the longer this goes on, the harder it is for us to stay the course. And yet, that's God's will for us, is that we stay the course, and we continue on in what he has for us. So as we start at verse 8, it begins to talk about slaves. Now, if you remember yesterday, it talked about us, uh, all of us, submitting to government authorities. Well, today it's talking about slaves, or maybe a better word for us would be employees. Uh, but it says slaves submit with all respect, particularly in the sense that not we're respecting them, although that is true, but we are respecting God. We're putting our respect in God. And it says employees or slaves submit with all respect. In other words, follow the guidelines, do what's asked of you. It even goes on, it says, not only if they are kind and reasonable, but even if they're cruel, even if they're unreasonable, even if they don't make any sense, do your best to be submitted to those that are over you. It goes on in the next verse and it says, or it goes on later on in the verse and it says, um, are we conscience, conscious of his will? Are we conscious of his will? Uh, this is key to us being able to do what's required of us is us being conscious of God's will. What is God expecting of us? What is his best for us? And during this time, uh, knowing his will is really key. We want to continue in his will, continue to do what God in particular is asking of us. Uh, First Peter kind of parallels Paul's writings in Romans chapter 12 in that, in a lot of ways, but in this way in particular, in understanding God's will, Paul tells us in, in the first couple of verses of chapter 12 of Romans, 
that we are to submit our whole bodies to God, our whole beings to God, so that we can know his good, pleasing, and perfect will. And that is true here as well. We can know God's will. We may not know his will for the whole earth. We may not know his will in all this for everyone. But we can certainly ask him, God, what is your will for me in the midst of this trial that I'm going through? Of this uncertainty, of these insecurities? What is it that you're wanting to do in me, with me? What are you wanting me to do as it relates to others during this time? And so it tells us, in being conscious of his will... God is pleased when you patiently endure unjust treatment. So if you have an employer or you have somebody who you're responsible to, who is being cruel to you, who is not being reasonable, is not being respectful, you can still submit to them. You can still care about what they're asking from you. Because when we patiently endure unjust treatment, it pleases God goes on to say, it's not to your credit if you endure because you did something wrong, if you were evil and you were selfish and took matters into your own hands, and then you endure the consequences. There's no credit to you in that. That doesn't show what kind of person you are. Well, it does, but it doesn't show that you're an honorable person. It shows that you're a dishonorable person. But if we endure the consequences of other people's sins, then that is credit to us. Not when we endure the consequences of our own sins. That is just to be expected. But when we endure the consequences of other people's sins, other people's evil, other people's being against us, then that brings honor to us and it gives us, in a sense, credit with God. Because God honors those who are completely submitted to him. And part of that reality is enduring suffering. In fact, as we come to the end, verse 21 of this section that we're talking about today, it tells us you've been called to suffer. For practicing the gospel, for living out the gospel, you have been called to suffer. Whoa, that is a mic drop moment. What does he mean we've been called to suffer? Well, the reality is if we're going to practice the gospel, we're going to live out what God has for us and live out the gospel, the good news of Jesus, then there is going to be suffering that comes with that. We don't need to get all up in arms or upset about it because the reality is, is it's to be expected. When we get upset about the suffering, then we're just showing we can't stand up under that suffering. We can't endure it. But if we endure it patiently, calmly, knowing that God has planned for us some suffering because that's the reality. When you have good news that's breaking in and trying to right the wrong of the bad news, those that have given themselves to the bad news are going to be in shock and, as you know, skeptical. So we continue to practice the gospel. And although this isn't stated here, in fact, the word gospel is not even used, that is what he's referring to. Because just as Christ suffered for you, he is your example and you must follow in his steps. What's wrapped up in that gospel is forgiveness. We are to follow Jesus' example 
that he lays out for us on the cross. Just as he was on the cross and he said, God, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. We can say to those that are coming against us, we're sinning against us, God, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. And generally forgive them. So let me leave you a couple questions today. What is the greater good? Will you lay down your rights, your life for Christ? Are you conscious of God's will? Do you know what his will is for you? Do you know how to go after that and ask him what it is? Are you seeking his will completely, wholly? Do you realize his will is concerning what his will is concerning forgiveness, righteous goodness and grace for you? and for others that you are living in relationship with. As we talk about these things, tomorrow we're going to talk more about Christ's example, what he did for us, and how we can follow in his footsteps. Thanks for being with us today. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless.